Previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. Sometimes it would be so hot that we couldn't go outside. Oh, God. You see, Hilda, I have heard tale that there is an illicit jousting club at our school. Sparky Malarkey and Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka. How did you two become the coaches of the sockball team? Are my socks in this kindergarten classroom? Yeah, we get it. We get it. Your sport has all sorts of convoluted rules. You two and all of your regular sockball stuff versus the stampede. Students duel the strongest Necromon trainer that we have. Well, that must be me then. My name is Juniper Breeze. This is going to be a fun duel. of the midday sun shines through the large windows of Valley Middle School cafeteria and mixes alongside the neon gogurt lights to make these dramatic lines of light on two cafeteria tables. Standing on one of them is Irene Hawthorne and standing on the other one is hi i'm juniper breeze i already said that didn't i uh sorry i'm just i'm I'm really excited i would like to jump down from the table (laughs) and approach juniper juniper looks at you she gives you a smile i cross my arms tilt up my chin so that even though we are probably around the same height, question mark. She's small, and you are slightly less small than you used to be, so probably. Yeah. She is wearing the equivalent of Heelys, but instead of uh, wheels, they're ice skates. So that probably ups her height by like a centimeter. Okay, so we're probably around the same height with our difference in shoes. Yeah. Irene will tilt her head up so she's looking down at Juniper. (laughs) Uh, Juniper looks a bit confused and then crosses her arms and puts her head up looking at you. Irene quietly and subtly shifts her feet so that she's a little bit almost on tiptoes. Roll sneak. Roll me slick. Roll me sneak. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to roll for this. I rolled two twos. Also take an AP. Okay. Juniper notices and then gets up on her tiptoes. <laughs> and when she realizes it's not maybe not quite high enough, she starts just doing little hops on her tiptoes. And ice skates. Ice skates on the back. <laughs> The, like, top parts of Irene's cheeks turn very red and blotchy as she stands back down flat on her feet. I am challenging you to a... to a duel. And she swings her hand up and swings it around and points at Juniper, like, right close to her face. You shall get on this table 
and fight me. Yes! And Juniper does one more jump before raising her hand, saying, I accept putting an open-palmed hand down, grabbing your pointed hand, shaking it, and saying, your duel. Irene looks down at her hand and just stands there for a second. She's not sure how to respond to this. It's not like super angry stops, but she does kind of stomp back over and clambers onto the table again, very gracefully, indeed. Juniper gracefully jumps up onto her cafeteria table before spinning around, lifting her finger and pointing to you. Irene points at her silently. And we'll hold it until (laughs) Juniper puts her hand down. Juniper stands there for a second, not doing anything. And then she cocks her head as if hearing something. And you see she still has the messenger bag on her shoulder. And she looks down at it and says, what was that still? What? No, I'm supposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, Irene Hawthorne, it's time for one sweet duel. This duel will be bitter like my soul. (laughs) And as you say that, the charpy that is on the ground (laughs) and has made the shape of a necrocard all around you illuminates with blue lights and the necromon duel begins. So I have made a couple of changes from necromon duels since last time. And that was mostly to streamline it because they happen so infrequently and were part of sessions using under the neighborhood rules. I decided let's use under the neighborhood rules, just modified a little bit for simplicity's sake. What essentially we're doing now is we're gonna be doing a classic confrontation. Your clock gets to four, that means you get to do the super powerful, awesome move that at the end of any duel in like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, they're like, I summon Exodia, or Yugi just screaming Monster Cardo. Monster Cardo! While he kicks ass. (laughs) Monster Cardo! Essentially, it means you get to narrate how you just kick ass and win. Again, it's a classic confrontation. So Emily's going to make moves to attack with each of their mon. Based on what Emily does, they will roll a specific stat and they'll use the mon stats. In between every action, I have the ability to react so I can have Juniper's mon do something as long as it isn't attacking. Only other thing besides that is that each mon has a special signature move it can use. So for example, Pokio can heal. Emily can do that once per battle. And that's pretty much that. Irene, who are you sending out and how does Irene send them out? Mossies! Irene yells and points. The Mossies are going to bounce in a line (laughs) off of Irene's shoulders and then just like roll up. See? She had pointed with her right hand. Now she points with her left hand. Malaya! Malaya is going to emerge from a wall that nobody knows exactly where it came from. But it's not really this cool wall. It's just for dramatic effect. Malaya's been observing the school-aid man. The school-aid man gets flown to the side. Yes. (laughs) Pushed away by Malaya. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the wall is the Kool-Aid man, and it's just be pushed aside. Or maybe the Kool-Aid mascot is secretly Malaya. As <laughs> he shouts, Malaya! <laughs> and runs to the center of the field. Irene, 
puts her hands on her hips and makes sure that her feet are solidly planted shoulder width apart power pose. I am ready to begin. Meanwhile, Juniper is excited, so she bounces down a little bit, like crouches and holds her messenger bag, reaches in and pulls out two cards between her fingers. Run into action. EO. <laughs> out of Juniper's card flies a small, nervous roadrunner that has its wings tucked behind its back and popped up behind its head, so it looks like it's trying to make a uh, little intimidating crown. It, uh, it does not work. The Mon is also, you can see it's taking in the sun from the window, and it seems to be almost a little stronger as little flecks of sand come off of it. Uh, this is the arid Necromon element. That's not all though, it's time for a double scoop. Goom! <laughs> it's like if a horse was pulling, I fucking love it. it. Hearing that sound, you expect like a canter, like a t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t. But instead, next to this roadrunner thing that's just looking left, right, left, right, and trying to be intimidating, plops what looks to be, it, it has the consistency of if you took a scoop of ice cream and flopped it on the ground, but it's a small translucent orb. Must be ice cream, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna add one line from Walnut quick. Wait, Eo's an arid necromon. It's super effective against plant types and very powerful in the heat. Thank you. That's for you, Hallie. Yes, I love it, thank you. Irene glares daggers at Walnut. Walnut is uh, not looking at you, Day's looking at Juniper. <laughs> Your old news, Hawthorne. <laughs> All right, Irene, what are you going to do? I'm just uh, <laughs> briefly reading through my Necromon signature stats and such. So I actually know. Mr. Jimothy said that she was on the list, so Irene is properly on her guard, unlike with Hilda, where she was testing things. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna go in... Well, I only have one use. But you can you can use them right away. <sighs> Why not? Mossies, surprise they have teeth. Teeth. <laughs> And the way surprise they have teeth work is you're going to roll with the slick stat, but you act as if you have elemental advantage, which means you roll with advantage. So who are who are the mossies attacking? I'm going to go with Eo. <laughs> an expert move from Irene Hawthorne. Normally, Eo, as an arid type, would have advantage against nature types. But with a surprise move, like surprise they have teeth, the Mossies are able to cut past the elemental advantage. You are so quickly making Walnut my favorite character. <laughs> so I'm rolling with the Mossies slick. Mm -hmm, with the Mossy stats. It's a stat of zero unless it's a signature stat. So that's a slick of zero. Okay. Seven. Okay, make success. So you do. your clock is going to get filled by one and mine is going to get filled by one. Yeah, but I don't want that. I want just mine to be filled by one. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. 
No. I don't want yours to as well. So, Yo's going to scream and jump back. And it's going to bat away the mossies in fear. Boom. And you can definitely see that it's been attacked some, but the mossies get injured Boom. with uh, getting attacked. So. And Juniper says, that was close, Eo. Be sure to protect yourself from your next attack. Oi. And Eo will take its wings, puff them out from the side, and uh, they will expand before slamming down as a barrier in front of it. So Eo will be harder to attack the next time you attack it. Irene narrows her eyes. <laughs> Katrina Collectum narrows her eyes. She stares at Sparky Malarkey. She stares at Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka. He also narrows his eyes. <laughs> she then stares at Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka and Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka <laughs> and Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka. I've done this game longer than you have, kid. <laughs> I can do this literally all day. Yeah, we have! The other three Kikes say, tell me a bit about your new descriptor, Ari. My new descriptor is create copies. Basically, I can create a copy of myself that is completely identical, shares face, voice, memories, etc. And so, because of his experience with the accidental key clones, Kike has leaned into this unfortunate ability of his, <laughs> discovering that the power was within him all along. <laughs> You're welcome. And he can summon one of his 26 copies, each for each letter of the alphabet. So I need you to roll 1d26 three times, Ari, and let me know what the numbers are. Okay. So it is a 2, a 6, and a 24. And a 24. 24th letter of the alphabet is X. <laughs> X? Oh. So give me a name that begins with X. With X? Uh... Mm, hang on. <laughs> this was the best possible outcome. Like, all of them are... Most of them are for women. I guess Xavier, but I hate that name. <laughs> Okay, so Xavier, or is Xavier? I like Xavier. Xavier is the worst version. It has to be Xavier. No. X. We can't double down like this. X Xavier. Yeah. Who, who wants to play X Xavier? <laughs> I feel like it should be tough because he's so no. adamant to not. <laughs> I'm not playing it. Very well. I, I feel like X Xavier <laughs> needs to be the Dippy Fresh of Kike. <laughs> the like hip radical 90s Kike. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. He's got a very puffy vest that he tugs on occasionally. It's just, hey, what's going on, guys? It's me, Xavier. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so we have Ex we have Xavier, the radical Kike, and next to him, a key clone that is shoddily built. His head is in all the wrong spots. Uh, number six, Federico or Fede. Oh my god. A boy. <laughs> and then next to them. With a fake dyed hair streak on his skull is Bruno, the original Dupla Kike. Bruno! The one that you had the heart to heart with. Oh my God, he's back. A lot, a lot has happened since we last saw each other. You know, I, I, I tried to reconnect with my youthful self. That's me. <laughs> 
his points to Xavier. That that really did not pan out as much. Uh, yeah, I think I think we I think we I think we can backpedal on that one, right? Yeah, I, I, I trust me, I've been trying. I really have. I don't know why he's here. Nobody knows why he's here, really. But does anyone know why I'm here? Federico raises a hand that's connected to his foot. Like, like if I kick the ball with my hand down here, does that count as hitting it with my hand? Because I do have to kick it. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't really considered this part of the <laughs> rules. I haven't seen it in the manual, but I think as long as you hit it with any part that is considered the foot, regardless of what it is connected to, I think that it will probably be good in the rules. You see that? They got to cheat already to win. That's actually in the manual. I'd like to spend an XP to have that rule be in one of my soccer magazines <laughs> that I can officially reference. Can I help by using why would I lie? <laughs> yeah. No, I want it to be true is the thing. No, why would I lie makes it true. Yeah. Gotcha. So you don't you don't need to spend an XP. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Toucan, who has a little ref's whistle and a ref's outfit <laughs> and is sitting on top of a bunch of chairs, just spits out a page that he had been chewing on and it flops to the ground. And the page he coughs out is just a little sliver that says, if a hand is connected to a leg, using that hand is legal. <laughs> ah, yes, my trusty referee is here. Pinguino Rodriguez, I am glad glad to see you coming back to assist here. See, he knows the rules. Yeah. He is an expert in sleuth and softball. See, we know what we're talking about, as does this bird. Toucan nods his head and the pile of chairs that he's on falls and he just flutters up and he flies to uh, another... No, he's going to stand on one of the Vuvuzelas that is used by the army of kindergartners. If the referee can please abstain from destroying the building. Thank you. All right. All right. Sparky is once again fixing the goals. She's like, all right, one game of normal sock ball, the club that you all signed up for that was clearly advertised by this being a sock ball club. I was excited to play sock ball. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. See? We've got, what's your name? Uh, it's Freddy. It's Freddy. Freddy. See, Freddy has the sock ball team spirit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I yeah, it's Fre- I mean, I, I met you before. You, you come see Hilda a lot after school, but. Uh. Oh, are you Hilda's friend? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess she has a lot of friends. I had not seen. She has three friends. Seen you as here either, but. Uh, yeah, he's new, right? Like, I uh, think you don't so. know. Yeah, welcome to yeah. the school. I'm glad. <laughs> Even I know this kid, and I haven't been in the show before. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have any friends. Not anymore. He only has a lust and hunger for victory. Now, are you going to keep messing around, or are we going to get a sock ball game going? Sparky has completed her goal, and she's going to, like, lean against it cockily and say, like, oh, we're ready, kid. And then because she's leaning against it, it breaks a little bit more, and she, like... (laughs) Abruptly, abruptly stops to fix it again. If the referee and the players can abstain from destroying the building. <sighs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to destroy things. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're doing a great job, Sparky. Oh, thank you. Okay. Separate.
Welcome to part two out of three for Irene's rival. Uh, this is not something that we're going to be doing for every adventure going forward. The ones following this should be two-parters for a while, but today's episode, uh, the raw recording was just so dang long that I realized I needed to cut it in half in order to get the episode out on time. So I hope you're enjoying this episode and are excited for part three. I hope you're also excited for our Valentine's Day live stream. That's right, on February 14th at 8 p.m. Central Time, Emily and I will be streaming Starcrossed, a game of Starcrossed lovers, at twitch.tv slash questfriends. It's a game that Emily and I have wanted to play together for years, and so, uh, to be honest, I'm doing this stream mostly as an excuse to finally sit down and play the dang thing. While you're waiting for that stream and for part three of Irene's Rival, you can listen to Looters. Looters is an action-packed, love-fest adventure podcast improvised each week by five actors. Audiences come for the sci-fi western excitement and stay for the hilarious antics and awesome community. Follow the Looters crew as they run from giant space lizards, face off against intergalactic outlaws, or my personal favorite, occasionally deal with roommate shenanigans aboard their ship. Honestly, that slice of life stuff really is... It's where the best stuff happens. They spin original tabletop stories out of the Stars Without Numbers tabletop gaming system. So if you're missing the, the Western sci-fi, but also silly vibes from Flashback Future, Looters is a great podcast to check out. Tune in for new episodes of Looters every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or at looterspodcast.com. Which, uh, you know, that's a pretty good combo. Quest Friends on Monday, Looters on Tuesday. That's all I've got for you this week. The finale to our adventure, Irene's Rival Part 3, will be releasing in two weeks on Monday, February 19th. But if you want additional podcasts, short stories, and behind-the-scenes insights, you can check them out at patreon.com slash questfriends. I'll see you there. Hilda, you're hearing throughout the halls, because we're all in Valley Public Middle School, VPMS. 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 <laughs> don't like how that sounds. The sounds of the battle from the cafeteria, and then the kindergarten room, which I'll say is downstairs, all the tables, and all the boo-boozalas, and all of the screaming birds. Outside, you can see the final school buses, the ones that haven't left yet, are just further melting from the heat into the ectoplasm that they drive on. So you are, you're definitely trapped. Eh, it's fine. The boss has a van. I think she's here somewhere. <laughs> Well, buddy, on the one hand, I feel like we were given a job that was not super ethical. Like, I don't really want to mess around with somebody else's club. If they want to have their own club, that's fine. He does like little like <laughs> fist into hand, but he doesn't have fists or hands, but he's trying. It's just little, little paper. Yeah, little like. Paper rubbing against itself. <laughs> little paper nubbins, just like. <laughs> yeah, just the little nubbins <laughs> tapping. But you kind of, from the tone of his recoups, you get the vibe that he's like, let's go <laughs> rough some people up for fun. Uh, I don't think we need to fight anybody today, buddy. 
Hammer. Oob. He looks at Hilda, because didn't you say Hilda has like a balloon? She did make that. She did make the balloon. Oh yeah, the balloon weapon. It, it's got a Polish name, but it's also a shepherd's axe. Uh-huh. Yeah. The chupa. Booker like gestures towards it, like Oob. Like, you have a weapon. Why aren't you fighting people? Uh, because because I don't want to go to the Duelist Club right now. I don't want to see people. Listen, listen, it's fine. He, like, points his little legs to all the different classrooms. Every single one of which has some sort of violent sound effects coming from it. Like one of them, you even even hear a little five-year-old do the finish him <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. All right, all right. So here, here's what we're going to do because we we can't make an informed decision until we know the whole truth. So we'll investigate, and then we'll decide what to do afterwards. Yes, yes. Alright, how are you investigating? Uh, Hilda is going to be extremely subtle and eavesdrop on every classroom and just, like, peek in, like, the window in the door, at each door. Okay. Or just, like, look through the gap if they happen to be open. Very conspicuously. Yeah, uh- Not actually sneakily. <laughs> okay, in that case, I won't have you roll sneak. I'll have you roll- I'm actually going to have you roll see into their heart uh-huh. because I've been using understand a lot for questions, but I feel like for people based questions, see into their heart is more appropriate. So that would be a heart. What what question are you trying to get answered? Uh, is there an underground jousting club? Is it real? <laughs> because this this also still sounds like a thing that the vice principal made up. <laughs> That's what he does for fun. He makes up secret jousting clubs. All right, let's do this thing. Oh my God, please. That's a nine. Okay, I'm going to change it. So usually it's you get information and then I can lie by omission. But instead of that, I'm going to give you information and I'm going to give Booker information. (laughs) So you're hearing some kids talk and they're like, yeah, so um, the underground jousting club, I don't even know if it's counted as jousting. Like, jousting, you use like specific weapons, right? This one is just the first to the ground loses. And they can go by any rules. You know, I heard that they even had Necromon fighting kids. Rekub. Oh. Booker reaches some of his little legs out to Hilda's balloon axe. <laughs> Not right now, Booker. Rekub. No, we don't need it right now. Rekub. It's not the time to use this. <laughs> Booker throws a little fit. <laughs> He's allowed to. I imagine Hilda has like a bunch of scratch paper chew toys for Booker in her backpack because he gets bored during the day. God, yeah. Okay, you know how Charlie would pout by like sticking his face in the ground or in corners? <laughs> and he would like go flat? Yeah. Booker does that. He like <laughs> flattens out his little book cover and sticks all his little legs out and just like flops straight flat on the ground. That can't be comfy for your spine. <laughs> 
Gonna give yourself book scoliosis. <laughs> oh, hello, Miss Miskevich. How is your investigation going? Great. It, it's been like 10 minutes at most. <laughs> Nine minutes and 55 seconds exactly. I just need to go back and quickly sign the school ethics, uh, <laughs> the school ethics stuff to show how ethical we are. <laughs> Do those ethics include just sort of contracting children? Yes, and the locker that he popped out of slams shut as he fl- goes back into it. <laughs> I, I love this. And then it opens up for one second. I'm counting on you, and then it shuts again. I love this vice principal so much. The locker detail was a very good addition. I wanted him to pop out of lockers. He's everywhere and nowhere. Alright, where are you gonna go? Um, well, we heard rumors, but we don't know where they are yet. But, uh, who better to ask than the actual jousting club? Because they probably have beef. Like, why would you make your own jousting club? Because you don't like the jousting club that's already there. So, Hilda just scoops Booker up. Kicks his little legs once and then lets her carry him. (laughs) Hilda's making her way to the jousting club. We're going to go back to Sockball. This is also a confrontation. I hope Hilda doesn't have one otherwise. <laughs> this is going to be a lot. We'll figure it out. Anyways, a confrontation. You have a goal. They have a goal. So their goal is to win. And by that, I mean Katrina's goal is to win, and the rest are just kind of pushovers like Freddy, yeah. and they're, they're, they're just going to play a game. Katrina's a bully, that's why. We talked about this a bit before the recording, but what is your goal? I think Kike's goal is to win, but how about you, Sparky? <laughs> well, goal one, win. Goal two, win in the more meaningful way. Make them love softball. Yes. Xavier's goal is to have a good time. <laughs> like, so even if we lose the actual game, at the end, the kids would be like, well, regular softball wasn't so we we don't we don't really know what we want until we play more regular softball like like so like so i want to create a win-win scenario if we win we already get what we want but if we lose they have discovered their love of softball through the purity of this game kike wants that as well okay you want that as well okay we will do a classic confrontation then okay if you two were at odds with what you wanted i was going to make you both (laughs) fill your own clocks (laughs) in the spirit of soccer we will do a low score game. So instead of trying to get big clocks filled, we're just going to get uh, clocks of three. The joke is that it's, I don't know how high scores get in soccer. I know it's less than other sports. They don't get very high. They do not get very high. Yeah, it's, it's mostly, if it's really high, then there's a massacre going on, or it's a very intense game. A very viable soccer strategy is scoring one goal and then just keeping the ball away from the other team for the rest of the game. It's true. That's so stressful, but it's true. Anyways, what do you do? I kick it real good, man. Yeah, we, we have- I'm a good soccer player. I'm just gonna- I want- Oh, go, go ahead, Ari. No, just like to have a Kikis and Sparky strategy like huddled and having this thing to strategize who goes where, what does who. All right, you you all huddle. Fede flips himself over so that his head is closer to the rest of you. We huddle with everybody except for Xavier. (laughs) We're like pushing out of the huddle. Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, what's up? Just stay in your place and do not 
move from there. Stay in your lane, Xavier. You got it, Chamaco. Should we make Xavier a goalie or is that like a really big mistake? I don't know. I think that it, it could be either a really good or really bad mistake. Hey guys, okay if I play goalie. <laughs> uh, uh, hang on, Xavier, you're not uh, you know, part of this. Well, I mean, hey, Xavier, uh, high five. <laughs> Up high. Okay, yeah, so just do that, but like with the ball and make sure you're just like giving that ball a high, like as intense a high five as you can. Do it with both your hands if necessary. Both Don't, your hands, yeah. a double high five, a 10, a high 10. <laughs> oh, please, come on. Do you think, and he gets serious for the one moment in his entire existence. <laughs> do you think even a single one of us across all our variations does not treat softball with the ultimate respect, I know how to play goalie. Anyway, let's have fun, everyone. Okay. A single tear <laughs> goes down Kike's face. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, so we have a goalie, right? Uh, everybody else? Uh, yeah, so where do you want me, Fede says. Okay, so you go to the front next to Bruno, and then Sparky and I are the defense does that work for you, Sparky? Yeah, yeah, that works. We'll, we'll defend so good. We'll defend so good. Bruno looks at you very heartfelt. We've always got your back, Aurelio. Thank you, Bruno. You are my favorite. Don't tell anybody else, but <laughs> my favorite. Kind of in a really low voice so that the... Roll, roll, roll sneak. <laughs> oh, God. Roll plus what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hang on. So if you succeed, you won't talk about Bruno? <laughs> yes, correct. No. <laughs> Seven foot frame. <laughs> so I rolled an eight. That's a mixed success. So that's going to be the area around you is on high alert. That doesn't make sense. You leave behind evidence. So the only one that works is someone other than your target notices you sneaking. Uh... Mm. Can just a single tear go down in Xavier's Xavier, face? since he knows that he's not the favorite, <laughs> overhears that. Even after his impassioned speech. <laughs> like, they're having that conversation and then suddenly it's if the camera focuses in the background of the shot. <laughs> and Xavier's just standing there silently. Oh no. I feel like we're setting up for Xavier to become the vengeful key clone that Eddie wishes he could have been. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get a sockball ma match going. Let's do it. Which is what Katrina is going to say, but a lot less nice. Okay. All right, you got your fields. Katrina has just told everyone, just let me take care of it. And she points at Freddy. You got a good eye for things. I like to believe I do, yeah? Good goalie. Oh, yay. <laughs> and he walks off and he's goalie. All right. What are you going to try to do to score a point? Be nice to Freddy. Uh, let's call it. The, um, oh, I can't remember any player names now. Who was the one I really liked? Oh. Uh, which, which country? Um, Russia. What? <laughs> Who are you talking about? He wasn't in the World Cup. Russia was in the World Cup. What are you talking about? <laughs> but Russia was in the World Cup. Um. Hallie, no. Mbappe, Mbappe, like. The French guy? Mbappé! That's Mbappé. who it was! That's not Russian, that's... How did, how did you... Even I knew he was French. Well, no, no, I didn't remember the name at all until someone... Oh, wait, are you talking about, about the plus ultra guy from the US? 
Oh, maybe I am. There were a lot of players that I liked that I don't remember. Fuck. What is his name? Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. I was gonna Google plus ultra player <laughs> soccer team US, but the but Google's not gonna know who I'm talking about based on that. <laughs> uh, Pulisic. Yeah, so I, I really just wanted a name for this maneuver, so we'll call it the Polisic Mbappe maneuver. Yeah, which like Sparky and Kike both know. Yes. Based on, I, I don't think that they had a lot to do with each other before Kike was unfortunately paired with Sparky for this softball club, but I feel like they at least had maybe one meeting where they were like, I like these things. Oh, Kike has shown previous videos of previous World Cups. Oh, excellent. And maneuvers and like the recap of the perfect goals of past games. Yes. We probably don't have to do it on this first move, but if things go super poor, we can do the Netherlands maneuver of pretending to be hurt in order to get a penalty <laughs> kick. We'll save that <laughs> for if things get really desperate. That is the very desperate maneuver. But for now, I like to think Sparky just kind of nodded along with all these videotapes because she finds herself interested with all of her little magazines. The bonding truly happened during that montage we did not see. <laughs> the montage we did not see, but we will continue to reference whenever we need a reference for something. It got taped over on the videotape for the <laughs> sockball matches. Yes. All right. So then I like to think Sparky just looks at Kike and is like, even though Katrina presumably would not know what this even means, but she puts her hand in front of one side of her mouth to, like, discreetly whisper to Kike, like, I know what gossip is. The Polisic Mbappe maneuver? No, you don't. Polisic Mbappe. Kike will answer with this hand gesture, <laughs> which translates to, yes, Mbappe Polisic maneuver. Uh, the key clones... No, they don't. They wouldn't know. They don't need to know. It's fine. It's fine. Because you didn't like Sparky until after they were made, so they wouldn't know what the secret code is. This is a surprise to them. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I, I think Xavier probably always liked Sparky, and that was another reason that he was shunned. <laughs> yes. it, it's true. He likes Lionel, and that is uh... <laughs> also true. All right. So. All right. So we're just going to do that maneuver. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay. Since it's a complex maneuver, I'm going to say one of you rolls slick. But uh, what's your compatibility score with each other? Oh, uh, I guess I didn't increase it. Oh, it's zero. I didn't increase it. I haven't increased it to plus one. So it is zero. My score is plus one. We could we, we can change it to plus one if you want, or we can keep it at zero. Can there be a plus point five? We discussed this and mechanically <laughs> it'll be a plus one if only because you're doing sock ball. OK, I like that. You are now at point 0.5, Sparky. So close. Yes! So one of you can roll. I would recommend whoever's slick is highest. My slick is zero. My slick is plus two. Let's go with that one. <laughs> and then you get to choose because you're friends. Does Kike get plus one on his roll or is the effect of what he does bigger? Uh, go big or go home. The effect of what? Shut up, Xavier. <laughs> plus one is more consistently accurate. You know, I really think just choosing any option is, God is fun. Damn it. Uh, I don't really know how I would make this bigger. So let's just do a plus one. All right. Roll plus your slick and then add an additional one to that. Okay. Ten total. Full success. So you get a point. Describe how you get a point. Yay! Oh, well, Sparky and I are so connected into what we're doing that even though technically we're not in the, in the offense, 
we just know, we just know we're connected. So we just like pass the ball around, avoid everybody else. We're kind of like a midfielder sort of a thing. Yeah. Where like we're not pure defense, we're just everything. Yeah, we're a midfielder, yes. Yeah. So one of us, I think Sparky, because she came up with that maneuver, which will make Kike super proud, will go alone like some midfielders do sometimes and go directly to the goal. Like, oh, there she goes, there she goes, the little players go behind her. Just break off and do a sweet sidekick that goes into, like, the <laughs> she top She does, corner. yes, the ones that are, like, from the top, like, oh, like, ah, oh, they're so good. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, Kike just looks really proud at this. Smooth moves, Kike. That's, Bruno just has my voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna finger gun to Bruno. Katrina Collectum. Fire in her eyes, snorting out like a, a really angry horse. That was a terrible descriptor. Turns towards Freddy with the ferocity of a cracked whip. What the fuck was that, zombie boy? Skull suck ball, kid. There's no fucking swearing in sock ball. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Double, there should be, the ref should have a new color card for swearing in the classroom during a softball match. <laughs> Toucan spits out a timeout for Katrina. And Katrina's like, I don't even know what the, hey, wait, hey, let off. And he flies over and he just picks <laughs> her up by the scruff and pulls her into a little penalty box that he's made out of tables. A little penalty box. And then to further our, like, bigger macro goal, I want to... Actually, there is no way that Freddy would have been able to block that because the angle at which I came ensured the ball would go either up or down, the two hardest places of the goal to block. So that one, that's not Freddy's fault. I would actually blame the defenders on that one. Looking pointedly at Katrina in the penalty box. I'm not a defender, I'm a scorer. Oh, you haven't scored yet, so I didn't know. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do, because it's fun for me, even though it's going to be confusing for the audience and I tried to simplify <laughs> things, because soccer has low goals, we're going to do three to three for clocks, but a mixed success will result in no one getting points. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> what if a mixed success is when they score a goal, but it's it was actually offside, so it actually didn't <laughs> Every every single mixed success is an offside. Every single one. Toucan eats the ball. You have to inflate a whole other one. You have to pull out a few more Vuvuzelas from the kindergartners because they just, they keep pulling them out of goddamn nowhere, even when they're getting confiscated. It's it's a whole ordeal that takes like 10 minutes. Literally every mixed success. Is an offsides. Beautiful. Irene is like Edo Phoenix when the new guy came in at the third season where it's like, oh, another duelist who is even better, better than the what? last best duelist in the world. How does that keep happening? 
Poor Edo Phoenix, already replaced by <laughs> Judah's <laughs> new boyfriend. I forgot Edo Phoenix existed. I am. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> oh. I'm picturing Hilda just standing with her back towards people, but like two feet away from them. <laughs> like less than two feet, like directly next to them. They turn into like NPCs and like Hitman when you get too close. <laughs> they just turn robotically and say, "Excuse me." <laughs> Hilda just scuttles away. After a couple of seconds, they return to their conversation. 